0: Welcome to another week of podcasting is Praxis General Election version one of many.
1: It has begun.
0: It has begun. I'm David and I am here with Rob. Hello. My horseradish plants are fine.
2: They are thriving.
0: (laughs) I'm here with John. Hello there. For the first time, we've got Alex. Greetings. And also for the first time, we've got Chris.
3: Hello. Nice to meet you all
0: we've actually got a celebrity on tonight um chris has uh, been on the telly and he's done practice on the telly too
3: please i'm more than just a catchphrase i've got more to
0: offer <laughs> we'll put the link in the show notes um <laughs> but yeah um chris did a good practice outside down in street once we should have had alistair on tonight but unfortunately he's suffering a brain injury from too much comment or commentary at <laughs> we're gonna do so we're gonna do something special tonight with comment or commentary and we think he might be having a bit worse of a headache than he's saying he is just to get away from it but there's no escaping comment or commentary it will come for him in the next episode the minds are eternal <laughs> right okay so let's get kicked off to the news and this is just gonna be really a big
2: recap of the news because it's been fucking loaded. It's been, it's been
1: it's well, been 48
2: hours of just absolute insanity. It's it's even for a general election season, this is really outdoing itself. Yeah, there's no real fucking stop to this. Like it's been constant. So the
0: election only really started properly two days ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, two days ago at midnight, Parliament was formally adjourned, absolved, dislocated. I can't remember what the term is. Wasn't yes? Wasn't yesterday the first day of the campaign um, trial? Yesterday was the first official. Yeah, yesterday. Okay,
0: yeah, yesterday was the first official day of campaigning. And yesterday, and by yesterday was Wednesday, the sixth. For people who are really wanting yes. to keep score and continuity, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was constantly bad for not Jeremy Corbyn, no. but the Tories. <laughs> this was not bad for Jeremy Corbyn.
1: No, the JC's been having a good time recently.
0: It's been hella on the up, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of little bits there as well that haven't been quite as great, but we'll cover
2: that in a little bit because I really want to get into the good stuff. I mean, Dominic Dominic Cummings must be sitting somewhere in that idiotic HBO cupboard of his just, like, smashing his head against the door.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I spent the entirety of yesterday with a shit-eating grin on my face.
1: (laughs) it was just yeah, never was... ending you'd you just open up the news channels and an hour later it'd be something else another thing, another screw up another strange comment my yeah, my yeah. day
4: yesterday was thus, woke up to the Kay Burley stuff, empty chairing stupidly then I went and saw Jeremy speak, then I came out to all the Andrew Neil stuff and all that, and then we had news night what a day <laughs> oh, it was something else. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover
0: what's happened, right? So before before the campaign had even started, right? Jacob Rees-Mogg, honourable member mm. for the 18th century,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he came on. It was on radio. He may have been wearing a top hat. We don't know. He was on the radio. <laughs> um, he was on LBC. He has some fresh baby and, blood
2: smeared around his mouth. <laughs>
0: He was sat in the room with Nick Ferrari, so one of these rare moments where Nick Ferrari isn't the biggest cunt in the room, (laughs) and and they were they were talking about uh, Grenfell, and he claimed that Grenfell victims should have used common sense and ignored the firefighters' instructions to stay put because he's a fucking ghoul. His full quote. Oh, I know well. Well, what Reese Mogg can say because we've got his full quote here is. The more one read over the weekend about the report and the chances of people surviving, if you just ignore what you're told and leave, you are so much safer. And if I if I think, if either of us were in a fire, whatever the fire brigade said, we would leave the burning building and it seems just a common sense thing to do. And it is such a tragedy that that didn't happen.
2: Oh, fuck. Okay, oh. that was really terrifying. <laughs> 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 no, but that was, I mean, that was vile. I, just to, you know, say, oh, I know better than the Pops. I would have just sauntered out of the burning tower block because, you know, I've probably never been in one, but I know better.
4: Can we address the elephant in the room straight away?
2: It's not that
0: accent, is it? Because it came free no, with the no, no, and no, time no. Trust Fund. No, that's <laughs> all.
4: Um, I don't think the Tories are above wheeling this fucking idiot out to say shit like this, to distract from Whatever the hell's going on, and to take up some headlines because they don't think this is too bad a thing to say, really. What,
0: what, what, what was it they were distracting from again? That's right, it was that big report about Russian interference in British democracy, wasn't it? That there was they, yeah,
4: there was the Russian interference, and there was um, that thing with that Welsh MP was hot enough as well. Oh,
0: well, yeah, we'll come to that. We'll come we'll to we'll that come to. also. The um, fact that what was it, hundred seventy-four million, or those? Um, I'm sure there was a one seventy-four, it, it, but there was a million number attached to it. <laughs>
4: yeah the 174 million spent on zero built houses yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a lot of shit to cover up so yeah it wouldn't surprise me I mean it's, it's nice and easy to go down the road of well maybe they actually put about to do I, a silly I,
2: I, I don't know like I mean if, if you're going to do uh, you know the what's it called again the dead cat bounce where you just like yeah. chuck something on the table to distract distract everybody I, I doubt that you know you do um, well the Grenfell victims shouldn't know better like you can find a slightly better way to do it. And the reason I don't think it may have been like on purpose is because he was then backed up by Andrew Bridgen an MP, another <laughs> absolute clan faced Tory, who, <laughs> when asked about this and said, you know, what does this mean? Does he mean that, you know, smarter people would have run and that essentially people in Renfield deserve to burn alive? Uh, his answer was, was, well, really, we want smart people running the country.
5: honestly i think
2: this is just mask off time yeah it is very on-brand tory to consider the little people
4: to be just like stupid
3: if this is what the tories are saying Mm. on the radio in public what the fuck are they saying to each other in private in their private members
4: i'm pretty sure
0: it's just the same thing but with a hard bar
4: (laughs) (laughs) i think they, they probably high five each other every time the fucking latest austerity statistics come in (laughs) <laughs> well, I was uh,
3: out in Kensington last night um, doing some canvassing around Grenfell and people were bringing this up on the doorstep over and over again. They're fucking disgusted with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, rightly really so, for fuck's sake. I mean, it is, it is absolutely a... Uh, as much as we say the mask's off, like, the mask was never really on with some of these ones and he's he's absolutely one of these ones that has thrived. His reputation as a a conservative voice or whatever you want to put it as, has fucking thrived based on his shitty outdated poor hating opinions and it's just him going out and being him that's that's all he knows how to do because he's not a worldly man he's not a he's not a greatly experienced person he doesn't have exposure to different types of people to different fucking ideas or anything like that he's just he's been coddled his whole life in this little bubble of safety and, and wealth privilege yeah, yeah wealth and privilege and he just doesn't understand anything outside it other than those which are outside it
2: should know their yeah, place
3: those, um, those monkeys that went insane because they were raised by a wire mother i feel like he <laughs> might be the human equivalent of that
2: well i mean there, there was that piece i don't know if you guys saw it i don't think we should get in too much into it but george monbiot wrote it today for the guardian about um how essentially like boarding schools uh, public schools oh. produce absolutely broken people and like mm, you look yeah. at Jacob Reese Morgan and you're like, "Am Boris for for that matter?" You're like, "Yeah." I mean, I still you know think you're vile, but I do get how you get to be this broken.
4: Yeah, suddenly that explains everything, doesn't it? But the trouble is yeah. that means we've got sociopaths
1: in charge. Yeah, I yeah. He yeah, yeah. probably he probably thinks that you can just walk out of your burning building is fine because you know one can just buy another one. That's well,
2: nanny yeah. will come save you.
1: mm Hmm.
4: You know, never had to be in such a tragedy because you know rural mansions don't tend to have fucking napalm as cladding.
2: Well, I mean, that, have you <laughs> have you ever put a match to a thatch roof? It's quite impressive in its own way. But um, <laughs> no, is there but, something in your history we should know about? N- uh, no, no, that matter is still under adjudication. I have no comment. Right.
0: Um, so another thing that's happened you mentioned uh, campaigning there, just So kind of spontaneously I don't really know where this has actually came from um, but you'll see it on Twitter if you have a look it's a hashtag Tory story um, and people have just been well seems to be kind of wildcat just putting up bits of paper with a little bit of their story scrawled on it on bus stops on buildings it's, it's really powerful shit some of it is like it's the worst tales of austerity inflicted on normal people and it's,
2: it's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, we should, at this point, do give a quick, like, content warning, because, like, the, none of those things are easy to read. Some of them are really difficult to process. So if you're already experiencing austerity, if this is something that is having a psychological effect on you, I would say don't look at it, but I would say content warning, essentially. Yeah, some of it is absolutely harrowing. Yeah big time
0: um i mean we we won't dip into any examples of it you know in in any specifics because yeah it is fucking total grind you down stuff but it's the kind of stuff that people need to be aware of because so many people who are maybe just above the line of suffering and they think well it's not that bad i can get by they might still be voting tory and they need to see that these things are affecting other people it's, it's, it's all well and good to say everyone that votes Tory is a complete and utter bastard, but we know that's not entirely true because the amount of people who don't realise yes. yeah what they're voting for... Exactly. Like the, the amount of people that will just go in and... I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that to some degree as well, not that I've ever voted Tory, but before I became properly politically engaged, I would just go in and vote Labour because that's what my family did.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It works the other way. It's the exact same, and that's, that's how... That's how people just begin to vote normally because they're not that engaged, at least maybe for our generation, that's the case. I wouldn't say so much so for the next generation. Um, But yeah, so these kind of stories, it's good to get them out there. They're fucking harrowing, but it's a damn good thing they're getting out there.
1: Yeah,
4: Yeah. it is. I think a problem we've got is we've got a middle class, which, as we've just said, is probably got a good number of Tory voters in it, that is very carefully kept in a bubble by most of the like media channels and whatnot that matters, you know, Facebook, Twitter, the yeah. usual, you know, BBC Sky, the usual exposure that this massive yeah. demographic gets. I mean and, and this it's, it's just is not reported it's just, drowned, it's just drowned out by the Brexit claxon. Cl- yeah. Um, yeah, I mean And it's important I, that it I, is out there and it's very powerful. But it's, yeah. yeah, I have
0: opinions on the existence of the middle class. I don't believe the middle class is a real thing. It's it was created by Maggie Thatcher, as far oh, as absolutely. I'm concerned, and it does, it's not real. People are either working class or they're not. It's it's as simple as that. And anyone well, who terms himself as middle class is, honestly, they're either sitting there as i'm middle class because that's better and i've been told that's better so now i've achieved that everything's fine and it is it's purely a way to compartmentalize people away from well you could be suffering but you're clearly not so you're different from these
4: people it is and you're right but i do have a slight retort for that i actually think Mm. so yes the middle class was manufactured you're absolutely correct but i do think it exists and it exists as a vehicle in which go right we keep enough of these people not suffering we can keep this majority of people suffering. These guys can pick up the basic tax bill and we can squirrel away the rest for all of our brilliant jobs.
1: I think it is changing a bit, though, because it seems like the people in the middle class are starting to get affected by everything that's going on. So... Yeah, it's just about starting. Unfortunately,
4: like- the first thing they're really, like, getting up in arms about is all the foot pee shit.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know... I. I don't know. I do think the middle class in some way does exist but that's a I think this is something you know we can have a whole episode on class but I do think this is also to do with people's uh lived experience you know like if you're living in a relatively okay neighborhood if you know you're not in a tower block if you're not in a northern deprived former mining area you know if you're in not even in the home countries but somewhere in the southeast or something and like you've got a reasonable job and the people next to you are reasonably well off and you know you don't and enc- you know you would encounter homeless people but like one or two in near the train station maybe on your way to work in london i, I do think that a lot of people not even their hearts are in a bad place but they just this is not this is not their lived experiences. i mean even no. if they see it on television this is not something they're in contact with that yeah. they that they see that you know if if it's not in your family if it's not you know people in general and british people especially don't like to talk about the things that are difficult and hard
3: but justina they um they do have contact with the nhs and just this week we've heard calls that oh you can't politicize oh, talking God, about the no.
2: nhs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you don't politicize the NHS. It is the most essentially political good thing there is. It's a a symbol of what we strive to have, but much bigger and much broader. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn commented on that in his speech, you
4: know, and he just said it's ridiculous. It is absolutely a political issue, and he is happy to make it one.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's too late. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, i I think sort of linking into this discussion there's there's been and i'm sure in the next coming weeks we'll see like a whole bunch of these stories about like the vampires and other blood monsters that the tories have selected to stand as their local MPs but they've already found one um francesca o'brien who's standing in gower south wales um who made Facebook comments when she was watching Benefit Street? That, which honestly, we can also do a whole episode on about how awful that was. Yeah. Um, but essentially, she posted on Facebook saying that the people on Benefit Street uh, needed putting down, and that uh, you know that she wanted to go on a twat at tramp Tuesday uh, and take her bats to the street. So, you know, this. I think these are. In terms of mask off, you know, you have to really realise that these people with these types of attitudes towards those less fortunate and less well-off, this is who they're picking, not just as their voter, which is bad, but, you know, whatever, people have bad opinions, but these are the Tory candidates. And I think that's really something else. This is what happens when you say that all opinions are valid. Yeah.
4: I mean, she's saying
1: thing. the silent stuff loud.
2: Yeah, and it's... it's you know, it, it really, it strikes me as this part of this where, where we are, I mean, there's definitely the Thatcher project was to just desensitize parts of the population to the suffering of others. And, and you know, that was part of, that's part of liberalism and part of everything's in market is those less well-off than you, those less fortunate, those who are on benefits are literally less than you, they have less numbers in their bank account, and therefore they are less than you. And, and yeah. it just shines through this whole Tory campaign.
1: Yeah, it's not just the government, though. I mean, it can be, uh, you know, big business as well. They've made it so that, uh, you know, if you have the more expensive items in your life, then you are a better person because of it. Capitalism has shown its ugly head once again. Well,
2: who
4: just loves the phrase, <clears throat> air quotes, net worth? Oh God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and that's why we can't say unpleasant things about billionaires, because they are the wealth creators in our society and we must love them. Love they them, are the love job them, creators.
1: them. Oh sorry, create. So it works so well.
2: Yeah. I mean, this has been an interesting sort of sidetrack to 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 the current news cycle is this slightly strange debate that I'm quite happy we're having, because I don't think like a lot of like I don't know. I can't say the average person, et cetera, but like, I can't imagine that the average voter is like, yeah, billionaires, great, give me some of those. Do
4: you know what I think it is? And I've got, I don't know if there's someone in here, but it's definitely someone from UKMT that I've got to thank for this point of view on this. But I think it's, for the, your average person, you hear the term billion, billionaire, it means absolutely nothing. As far as most people are concerned, it's an unattainable figure, some people that you'll never see have this amount of money and one thing i've found really strikes a chord with people is when you put it in terms of okay so your salary what you want to do okay 20 30 40k a year maybe 50k maybe you're lucky to be even even further up. okay so we agree that 100k a year is a good salary yeah yep. say, right on 100k a year to pull in a billion pounds you would have to be working for pretty much the entirety of modern civilization 10,000 years. Yeah. Billionaires do not earn that money. They <laughs> yeah. take it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no th- th- it's not possible to earn that kind of money. Like there's no job in the world at all that would possibly ever bring you close to that amount of money an actual worth No. Yeah, no way.
4: as it stands for someone to be a billionaire, someone else has to starve to death, which is the end of this conversation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a, very, <laughs> there's a very good piece. It's a bit older, but if you're listening, you can look it up. Um, it's called Why It's Basically Immoral to Be Rich. It's in Current Affairs magazine. It's a US thing, but it's a very good piece and it pretty much says, look, it's probably not moral to make a billion pounds anyway, but it's definitely undisputably not moral to keep a billion pounds. Like. Yeah. Ha- having that in your various bank accounts in the Isle of Man is not like you are li- you are doing harm to society.
3: Well, if we uh if it's going the way people say it, the billionaires might all fuck off pretty soon anyway.
2: <laughs> bye. <laughs> Good. I hope someone's
0: keeping a list of exactly who yeah. says they're going to fuck off, so we can hold them to account. I absolutely love that. They've threat. got their
3: papers signed. They got them ready to go. Bye Jets bye. Up. <laughs> yep, yep.
0: I will happily drive them to the airport if they so need
4: i i wonder what workforce they're going to move to to keep you know their money relevant and somewhere they can spend it and whatnot if they're not oh, here. No, they'll,
1: they'll
3: keep their workforce here they said the same thing in 1997 for fuck's sake
2: well james dyson is, is is buggering off to singapore but i mean this is one of these things it's like they say they're leaving uh, you know like they might re-establish their formal address to somewhere in singapore but like the guy's going to keep his giant what is it, three thousand hectare farm he's going to keep his giant farmhouse like he's not gonna it, it's one of these weird things as if literally not they're gonna pick up all it, their it, yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like none of them, are, <laughs> none of these people are going to pick up all their stuff and like literally, you know, do, um, you know, Russian aristocracy out the door in 1917, where they literally threw the jewels in their suitcase and ran out the door. It's just simply not happening. But
4: well, do you know what else is great about that threat? They're saying they're going to leave. It's like, okay, um, I'm not seeing the downside here. You literally already take out more than you put in.
1: Fuck right off. Yeah. So your money's already out of the country.
4: I'm looking
0: forward to the the big. Chinooks with big fuck off dollar signs on the side of them coming to airlift the shops and factories out of the country. Fucking
2: like the occasional like jute bag full with like dollar signs on the side tipping out, uh, like Scrooge McDuck essentially. <laughs> now that's some wealth
1: distribution I could go with. It's literal <laughs> helicopter money. <laughs>
4: Oh, I could definitely go for throwing them into a giant mountain of coins, <laughs> but believe me, that doesn't work like a swimming pool.
0: <laughs> okay, right. Day one of the campaign, we had an empty chill.
4: <laughs> Day one, interview one.
1: It, it <laughs> was
4: start. absolutely extraordinary.
1: And on Sky News, no
4: less, and Kate yeah. Burley of all people, and Kate Burley. Yeah,
1: who thought? Yeah, and it Burley. was
0: savage. Shot like the man. The man with the most persuasive argument against nominative determinism, James <laughs> cleverly the MP for Braintree. <laughs> oh, God, I always get about
2: the Braintree.
4: That is just the universe giving us, doing us a solid, <laughs> <laughs> I know things are shit now, guys, but I'll give you this one.
0: <laughs> he was empty chilled and Kay Burley read off a nice long list of questions that she was going to ask him on and every single one of them was a belter. Here it is.
5: Oh, I'm fuming. I can't even begin to tell you how cross I am. You're watching Burley at breakfast. I've got an empty chair here. It was supposed to be filmed, uh, filled, I should say, by the chairman of the Conservative Party. Where is he? He's probably 15 feet away from where I'm standing just at uh, the moment. Uh, I've been in to see him during the break. Uh, He said he wasn't due to come and talk to us today, uh, although they had said that they would talk to us. I wanted to ask him about things like this, which is the front page of The Telegraph, the tragedy of the modern Labour Party uh, and the boss comparing uh, Jeremy Corbyn to Stalin uh, persecuting the Kulaks. I wanted to ask him about that. I'm going to put that paper down because I want to show you the empty chair again. I also wanted to ask him uh, about the Grenfell incident. And of course, you'll know what was said by uh, a member of the cabinet, Rhys Mogg, uh, talking about the people in Grenfell, suggesting that he's smarter than they were, which is uh, why they stayed in their properties. You'll remember, sadly, how many people perished in that. Why on earth is he still a member of the cabinet? I wanted to ask him about that. There you go. There's your empty chair. I also wanted to ask him uh, about the Welsh secretary uh, and calls for him to resign over the conduct of a former aide. Uh, I also wanted to ask him about a row over whether the transition will be extended if we don't have a deal by the end or the middle of 2020. I also wanted to ask him uh, about a different row over attempts to get officials to cost labour policies. I also wanted to ask him about the row over the failure to publish the report into Russian interference. Uh, And I also wanted to ask him whether he thought that the Conservatives were having a good day. I also wanted to ask him uh, about um, his suggestion, or certainly his boss's suggestion, that uh, Jeremy Corbyn was uh, demonising billionaires and whether or not it was a good idea to defend billionaires at the very start of the campaign. I know that uh, Number 10 Downing Street watch our show. I know that the spin doctors at Number 10 Downing Street had absolutely reassured me via text that when politicians were doing the rounds in the morning, they would be doing this program. And yet we have an empty chair.
3: Uh, Six million views that video has had on Twitter over the last uh, day.
0: Hell, yes. Excellent.
3: Basically just K Burley slagging off the Tories.
0: It's so good. Like It was absolutely like, savage. We know she's not a comrade, but she's done as a solid here. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> well, I say she's done as a solid. Yeah. In effect, what she's actually done is her job. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Better late than never.
2: Yeah.
1: That chair probably answered as many questions as James Cleverly would have done anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah. And more succinctly at that. And we I mean we should also say, because like afterwards they put out a bunch of nonsense that he was not supposed to be there, but he was supposed. To, he was on air with Julia Hartley Brewer, but like that was nonsense because like if you listen, if you really want to listen to Julia Hartley Brewer talk to James Cleverly and like God I bless your God. brain if you do, <laughs> yeah. um, she says at the very beginning she mentions the empty chairing, so there's no way that is this was like a time mix-up, and Kate Burley, I think actually wrote a piece in one of the papers saying this is the literal sequence of time. So if you're out campaigning or something. Or somebody brings this up, this is nonsense.
3: And Cleverly was at the center of the edited uh, Keir Starmer tape, as yeah, well. Yeah, he was. That
2: right. he, he
4: then so tried to justify ahead. and double down on, which was. Yeah, impressive. so for some background on that,
0: um, there was a video put out, and Cleverly was absolutely fucking touting and defending this thing, um, where Piers Morgan was interviewing uh, Keir Starmer about the Labour Brexit position which, as we all know, is very fucking simple, and... No, uh, it's the hardest thing. i okay. I Actually, know. David, explain it to sorry. me, because I'm very stupid. Right, okay, so... Labour is going to... Oh, negotiate... Slow down, slow down. Oh, so fuck, Sorry, it's too complicated. <laughs> Labour's going to negotiate a new deal with the EU and then put it back to the country in the form of a referendum against Remain. No, I'm sorry, Wait, I, I don't understand, months. it's too
2: difficult. That's you need to
0: tell me difficult.
1: again. Can we use some simpler um, language? <laughs> right,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, well, I I don't, I, don't, I really don't know how to simplify it anymore. What about what if I hold it up to a different, um, you know, nuanced position?
5: Brexit, Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> Brexit, 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 Brexit.
2: Yeah, but James Cleverly was not the only person who was like absolutely fed into a wood chipper uh, in the last forty-eight hours. The second one, which we really have to bring up, and it's on YouTube. You can you know, Google this one. It's um, Nadim Sadat and Sahawi. Uh, he's a that's twi- on my YouTube channel. Yeah, he's he's on a, a <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a candidate. I think I can't remember where he's standing. And essentially, he was defending the Boris Johnson op-ed, saying Jeremy Corbyn is Stalin, which is like that's quite a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially said, "No, the comparison is valid because Jeremy Corbyn wants to close public schools, you know, as we've just discussed, which are basically psychological torture and child rape empires. Um, and he wants to take away your property rights. And because he's that, he's the same as Stalin, and he's willing to kill about three million uh, uh, kulak uh, wealthier of peasants uh, during the russian past after the Russian Revolution. You know, and, Quite rightly, he was challenged on that position and absolutely collapsed.
0: The killer about the video is the way that, of all the things that he seems the most offended about, it's that Jeremy Corbyn will take away (laughs) property rights. Like, of all the things that he seems the most fearful of, it's the property rights. It's so good.
4: (laughs) Let's not forget it wasn't only Andrew Neil that uh, monstered a Tory over that. Nicky Campbell took James cleverly to task over the same thing in quite a
2: spectacular yeah. fashion. but what I find so spectacular at this first one that was Andrew Neil, who's the editor of The Spectator like you know he probably has a little uh, a shrine made of hair and human skin uh, for property rights as well somewhere
4: yeah it was weird watching those sounds come out of Andrew Neil you know. <laughs> a fantastic moment
3: where Andrew Neil was so Jeremy Corbyn is not wanting to shoot and starve people and Zdawi he was well 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 no public schools <laughs> <laughs>
4: it, it wasn't even, it even that the it guy was even you'll tried need to these. ask him yeah exactly that's what it was, yeah he even <laughs> tried that car and he was like and Andrew Neil had none of it
2: oh god damn. um yeah and then our day I yes sorry our day yesterday got even better because um the brexit party has probably decided to stand 600 candidates everywhere which do you think they will or do you think that's just bluster i think they might stand something like 200 yeah i mean they'll do their usual like non-existent vetting like they did last time which at least will give us some comedy because it will mean like mm-hmm. every you know sweating gammon with a posting his with a racist post history on Stormfront two miles long is gonna stand. <laughs> you know <laughs> Don't
3: they already have a candidate from Sirius? From?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Sirius. The um the the women that uh believe
3: immigration. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch this
0: story. Can you catch me up? Right, okay. So this woman who was standing for the Brexit party, I think she has stood down now, hasn't she? I think so, I... I think so yeah. Yeah. She uh believed that she was from the star Sirius. Okay.
2: Whoa. Oh I thought yes. you were talking about the, the, the Sirius FM radio. International radio No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Even more international than
3: that. A very fine
0: star. (laughs) Interstellar candidate.
1: was not that the plot of a children's TV show?
4: Wait, wait, wait. So you mean we've found the actual galaxy brain? Oh my
0: god. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's all kinds of really fucking strange candidates um, I would recommend everyone to also go to a website. The website is titled BrexitParty2019.co.uk It is the most time-cube ass looking website I have seen since the original time-cube. Oh is that God. an
1: actual website? Is that the their actual legitimate proper <laughs> website. It's I real have, and
0: it's fabulous. I have no idea, honestly. I have been no looking anything. into this.
1: I mean, it, it looks like it's supposed to be a real thing just from the 1990s. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, Farage is rotating head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a rotating time cube of Corbyn for Ash okay Johnson. That, it's so
4: that page literally murdered my
2: computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is yeah. this the yeah, real, it's probably Is the this, is this now, but never mind. Does anybody know? Because oh. none of the buttons work. Surely that we, can't. Be I don't really think
3: around in it. They all go to official Brexit things, and it seems to be like Brexit party advice.
0: Is, yeah. That is a very, very <laughs> uh, strange, strange website. I, I would i would encourage anyone so long as they're probably using like a vpn and some really good antivirus software to check that out <laughs> um it is a strange place with strange things but have a look at it um
4: that was literally a time capsule back to the early 90s it really Swampful. was isn't
0: it it's amazing imagine brexit but the 90s that's that website it's does, so good does yeah. it have a
4: visitor counter and an under construction. And a guest
2: map. book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this is this is nice. You know, like the this is the the future that the Brexit Party has in mind for us. It's great. Can't wait for this. <laughs>
4: Brought to you by GeoCities.
3: The guy that designed the site offered his IT services. He can build you a site like this. I'm sure for a very reasonable price.
2: Look forward to the new podcasting as Praxis website. <laughs> <laughs> But I um, think it's important, like, we shouldn't only talk about the Tories, though. We can keep talking about them forever. The Lib Dems seem to have really consistent... Because we talked about this last episode. They have really consistent problems with numbers and presenting numbers and... Wait, sorry. Didn't you just say we need to get off the Tories? Yeah. (laughs) Shit. But I... Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But they seem to have... Uh, like they keep putting out these leaflets saying the Lib Dems are super competitive here. And then when people remind them, no, like you got 3000 votes and labor got, you know, 72,000. Um, you're not competitive. They Luciana Berger did it again during an interview, just saying, no, 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 this is all correct. And like, there is no problem. And it's just, you cannot trust a single work these people do. And the reason we know this is that even the, the, Polling company they used, uh, Flavable, had to put out a press release um, saying that these projections should not be presented as constituency polling um, and clearly said, you know, there's a vast difference. And the creator of Flavable accused the Lib Dems of, this is a quote, intentionally misinforming voters.
4: Did you catch the other one where they used a quote for some of their bonf
1: that oh, that's they attributed it, yeah.
4: to The Guardian? But when yeah. you when you dug at that quote in The Guardian, it is the Guardian quoting. Joe Swenson.
3: <laughs> you had to dig that hard. It was just the headline.
4: The defense of it was
0: so fucking... I, could I don't double know how down she, on it. I, I, yeah, I don't know how she kept a straight face. She was like, yeah, that." but that was in The Guardian. Like, you've just said it was in The Guardian. I don't know why you're being so weird about this. Like, <laughs> how, how do you do that and keep
4: a straight face? How do you sit opposite that and, and not get violent? I know, right? Oh damn. Right. So uh,
0: the funny the funny bar charts have been a thing. Um, that's that's definitely been that's definitely been a thing. And they've been dragged out twice on it now because that's Swinson and Berger have been called on it on yeah. the news. There's been other I'd... things happening though, along the same lines. There's been some really weird fucking websites popping up recommending tactical it's like tactical Mm. voting websites like where are you who should you vote for and there was this one um called oh fuck what was it what was the website it was get get voting
4: it's get voting yeah getvoting.org or something
0: get voting was the
4: one that was found to be if you've pulled it enough threads it, it went it was affiliated with the lib dems
0: yeah like it was fucking so many seats were saying that you should vote lib dem like an unreal amount of seats were saying it ones where the Lib Dems were down at like 8% of the vote and Labour were only like less than a thousand votes away from beating the Tories and it was like you should vote Lib Dem to keep the Tories out it's <laughs>
1: what? I mean if they'd been a little bit more subtle with it but it was every single Conservative seat was vote Lib Dem
0: yeah, literally
1: yeah. every single one.
0: There was only no, not every single no, one. There was, one, was a couple there were where one, it two was. That were Labour. I think Diane Abbott was one of the only ones, and that's purely because of the size of the majority. Um, like there was no way that I think the Lib Dems came like ridiculously low.
1: Didn't, compared they, to didn't they even Abbott. say for Jeremy Corbyn's seat, vote Lib Dem?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. What I believe the get that didn't someone someone made a graph and it tracked accurately for all the safe Labour seats. And then pretty much every other seat, whether it was Labour second or Lib Dem second to the Tories, they were saying Lib Dem, Lib Dem, Lib Dem, Lib yep. Dem. Even if Lib Dems like were barely lucky to get away with the registration fee.
0: Yeah, hmm. yeah.
3: <coughs> Just this fucking is all the the multi level regression and post stratification that they've been on about, right? The mysterious, the mystery box technique that gives the Lib Dems fantastic victories all over the country. Well, well yeah, it was
0: the reason they're using this is because MRP. Is, it's like a machine learning type thing of way of doing the doing the calculation from polls to extrapolate. It was used with some fair success to uh, predict the Trump victory. It was used um, in 2017, right up until the very end of the campaign by YouGov, and then they pulled it for a different model because it was too expensive to keep running it. And funnily enough, YouGov was actually predictib- like predicting it right until they change the model back to the usual shitty one where they wait hundreds old people and say that young people don't exist. <laughs> um, so it does have form as a method, but it's not just one single method. It's like, it's a form of uh, sophology. It's not like some sort of magic thing where you just feed numbers in and it comes out with the truth. It's All polling is based on the data that you feed it all of it, even the machine learning stuff. So if you just feed it fucking stupid, well, if we pretend Labour wasn't a party, who would you vote for? Yeah. Like, th- that shit still doesn't fucking <clears throat> function with it. And you can you can tweak any poll to come out with any result you really want if you're not interested in actually finding out
2: what the No if you're not interested in really representation it. then it's fine. You can just do whatever you like. Yeah. Can I tell you what I really loved best this week about uh, the Lib Dems though? Like I, I got yes, a kick but, out of this. go on It's the the literal gammon episode uh, of Question Time is back because Joe Swinson, when asked well, why can't Corbyn be PM the first thing she yeah. grabs for, it's not money, it's not, you know, anti Semitism, it's not one of the other nonsense things, it's um she she literally I can't remember where she's interviewed, but she says literally, I don't fancy the idea of Jeremy Corbyn as Prime Minister the first task which a PM has to do is to write instructions to the commanders in our submarine fleet. So we'll once again back to this ludicrous notion of Trident, and Jeremy Corbyn, you know, doesn't want to collect, commit murder on an intergalactic scale.
0: I, d- I didn't think I was going to see Jo Swinston starting off, like, her big pitch for her as Prime Minister, with her saying I have a massive wide-on for <laughs> nuclear fucking megadeath. Like, what the fuck? That's not a Lib Dem thing, like... Charlie Kennedy must be doing so much fucking RPM in his grave that he can power a small village.
2: (laughs) Yes, he's finally sobered up. (laughs) I believe
3: it, though. I I fully believe Joe Swinson would press the button.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is an extraordinary thing where, once again, we've reduced politics in the United Kingdom to, why won't you commit, you know, fiery incineration death in a first-strike capacity? It's just... I I'm just baffled. I mean I'm baffled by the whole thing of a nuclear deterrent in the first place. But this that that this is the leadoff pitch as to why Jeremy Corbyn can't be PM. It, it
4: be and couple, that's the thing the whole Lib Dems seems to have gone in for. They've basically decided, right, we're gonna turn the batch up to eleven on everything. Like don't yeah. try and be subtle with fiddling the figures on a tactical side. Just say anywhere that Labour didn't win, say we can fucking win.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I Even half places expect, where Labour did win. Fuck it. I half expect her to say soon that she's going to hit the button so hard to launch the missiles that you might as well call her Grand mark Swinson. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is how you cancel Brexit. You just wipe out the entire continent. That's it. Because then the, the UK is all Europe that is left. Because then you are Europe.
4: Has she ever been on record as saying anything about... Pushing the button on on revoking Article 50. And why hasn't Jeremy Corbyn done it yet?
0: <laughs> like is
4: is she, is that their plan? They're going. Yeah. They, they think they can get into office and then push the button and say your Article 50 has just been revealed. Yeah, yeah. This, this, their plan, yeah.
2: Yeah, this is their main pitch of their um, of their um, part of the conference, which is essentially much more than the other parties. Actually, the body that writes the manifesto. And her whole speech was, if you put us into office with a majority government, which, you know, that's a fantasy in and of itself. But she said, if we give us a, a majority, then the first thing we'll do is send a letter to the EU, just outright revoking Article 50.
4: All right, so it's basically the galaxy brain idea is you can't leave a continent that no longer exists.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, imagine
0: <laughs> Imagine this, right? Imagine for a moment, right? Cast your mind into the, the, the the widest sense that you can expand it past the galaxy. Okay. All right, think for
4: a My mind dems. is hovering
2: past the Oort cloud. Hold on, I'm just
4: channeling my inner thug pee Give me a minute. <laughs> just l- let me think back to when I first started posting in UKMT. I'm just getting in there, getting in there, getting in there. James O'Brien's really cool. James O'Brien's really cool. Right, I'm there. I'm there.
2: <laughs> Madeline K. Song. Madeline K. Song. Madeline K. Song. <laughs> Joe Swinson
0: wins a majority. Whoa, Joe Swinson yeah,
1: be really
2: cool. Okay. Opens
0: Parliament. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then they hold a vote and they revoke Article fifty. They inform the EU and then I'm, I'm there. She's asked Don't stop. So, Brexit's finished. Oh god. <laughs> what are you going to do now? And she says Oh God. We're doing it. And that's it. Another four uh, years and three hundred and sixty uh, odd days, where Joe Swinson uh, just doesn't do anything because she can't think of uh, a politics. David, uh, no, but just imagine, imagine the fucking chaos that the next five years would be what? with Joe Swinson just sitting there going, "But we did the thing already. Everything's fine." No, you'd. You'd have 17.4 million people complaining that you didn't enact Brexit and that's not the will of the people, Rah! Cast your mind back to the idea of a slow news day in the late Blair years. <sighs> Imagine that for the next five years, but is still a thing and it just doesn't get fixed. That's what that would actually be like. It would be the same as it is now, except nothing would be fucking said about it. It would just be accepted and it would be shit because they're not gonna fucking change anything because they don't have an ideology to the point where they be- well, they do have an ideology but they believe they don't to the point where it ends up being an ideology of we'll just not do anything. And when things are as fucking shit as they are, that's
2: just fucking bad. It's just a continuation of the Tories. Never mind if you don't do anything, climate change is coming for us all. Like if we don't do anything, the sea level rises. And Atlantis will finally come to finish off the Earth, which we've d- earned by now. I really hope Atlantis is actually like some
0: sort of fucking Mortal Engines type city by this point, And it just fucking <laughs> rolls up the fucking Thames and just swallows London and then moves to every other major population center in the country and destroys us. Because at that point, we'd fucking deserve it. Yeah, yeah, no, the fish people <sighs> have every right to be angry with us. Oh, fuck, actually, no, I don't like that plan because Michael Gove's the only survivor, isn't he?
2: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the honourable uh, member for Innsmouth.
4: <laughs> uh, so, you're yeah. holding um, out for a Cthulhu. So, uh, on <laughs> Jo Swinson,
3: right, she really wants to be in the leadership debates. Yes. But I've never seen her give a good public appearance where she had not said something ridiculous. Like, is she really sure this is a good idea?
2: Yes. Oh, she's a terrible public speaker. She's a terrible public speaker. But she she's, is also sure that it's a fucking
0: good idea. Like, she launched a fucking very... bus with her fucking face on it. She's gone, full, she's gone full fucking Theresa May and Ruth Davidson. Like, it's a cult of personality that she's attempting to manufacture around herself.
4: I'll tell you exactly what Joe Swenson's doing. Imagine Joe Swenson, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jess Phillips. No. As Labour leader. No. That is exactly... No. What Jess Phillips yeah. would be like? It would be Jess oh. Phillips' Labour Party. It would be Jess Phillips
2: slapped <laughs> on the side of a bus. Fucking hell! That is right. exactly me, 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 Paul. Yeah, and when she was talking about this, this business about um, the leadership debates, and I do, you know, I really hate to say it, but I do think that at least you know one of the debates should include the Lib Dems because they are a presence, and you know, you can't quite deny that they have votes and some appeal, etc., etc. Um but then like if you're doing that, then you have to include the S and because they also have seats in Westminster and they have far more of them than the Lib Dems do. And when asked about, you know, this, when Joe Swinson asked was asked about this, like, should we you know, should Nicola Sturgeon then have a place at the debate? She says, No, she can't. Because she won't she can't be PM and it's like as if you will, Joe. Yeah. Like neither can you hell? neither can you um so i'm gonna
0: move away from the lib dems let's look at some yes very briefly very briefly um i don't want to cover this in any great detail but angela smith of funny tinge fame um, is having a bit of a gripe and a moan because she's not going to get her twenty-two pound golden goodbye as an mp why is this it's because she's moved seats
1: yeah she resigned Seems she very, me, Yeah, she, she resigned <laughs> and then she
0: moved seats to stand because she's standing in a new seat then she doesn't she doesn't get to fucking <laughs> she doesn't get a wee a bye by package of 22,000
2: pounds which is close to the median wage yeah. It's,
4: yeah
2: I mean one of the people we will so very much not miss in whatever the next parliament is it's going to be Angela Smith just mm, just definitely. get there and stay there Exactly. Do you
1: know who I'm not going to miss? Who? Tell me. Tom Watson. Yes! Oh, <laughs> yes! yes. I so. so long, oh, thanks I for all the a... right.
2: Time to spend more time with your Glastonbury now, don't you, Tommy? <laughs> so
1: the MP some... for
2: Skyrim
4: is away. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some comment on Newsnight about uh, him referring to the fact apparently sources close to him were quite insistent that there's a very good chance that he has actually found other pursuits that he wants to go down after all of his weight loss and he's doing books and gym stuff and all sorts of other things it does genuinely sound like the time came that it was mutually beneficial for everybody for
2: instance go quietly
4: no i mean if yes.
2: if you wanted to go quietly he didn't quite succeed there well, well he's, in he's fairness to him, Come on. In fairness, he went yeah. as quietly as you
0: know, under the circumstances in which he has um, created for himself, he absolutely could have been well, attempted to have been a massive fucking wrecker compared to he what he have. usually is. Like he did go out fairly quietly. And he also yeah, he had, he went out.
1: respectively, he could have written a letter that was just completely off the charts, you know, bitching, complaining and just saying this is everything that's wrong, but no. Yeah. He didn't.
0: Yeah, he timed it in such a way that all the papers were going to be talking about Boris Johnson's launch of his campaign because so much had happened they had to focus on something and they all took the bait, every single fucking one of them, except, I think, the mirror. They took the bait and grabbed on to Tom Watson, Deputy Leader of Labour, resigns shock horror, even though he didn't say that anything that was that bad at all in his leaving mm-hmm. note. Um, it was fairly... It looked fairly fucking... I don't want to say amicable but it looked no, fairly it neutral fairly civilized yeah it fairly amicable. civilized but it's not boris johnson's campaign launch right after the front pages and it's yeah. what's on the front pages labor
4: yeah yeah people were getting upset about the fact that tabloids are going to tabloid but i was just delighted that almost every front page was labor labor labor
2: labor labor yeah. like day one it was like
4: yeah first blood God, that's it
2: yeah plus i mean most people you know yeah a lot of the paper covers were like oh chaos and labor Party, blah blah, blah. Most people, you know, unlike if you're not weird, insane, terminally online people like we are, like most people won't care and won't remember in three days who the hell Tom Watson was. I mean, odds on they didn't know in the first place.
4: Yeah, a lot of people will have read that and gone, (laughs) who? Okay,
2: so
0: that's one good exit from Labour. Excellent. There probably will be more to come, apparently. A lot of them um, along the same ilk of Watson are uh, considering... Leaving before the due, and they are kind of being wreckers in a way that they're waiting for probably the worst moment possible. It's well, to too it. late
4: now. That was the last day that they could stand down because they're going to have to run now.
0: Oh, was it? Well, it's not. It's not finished though, is it? Because it's the last day for the NEC, but it's not the last day for hmm. um, declaring yourself to the electoral commission, is it? No. That's it. No, okay. I'm sure that I'm sure we've got a little more time for that. I think it's like the fourteenth. Don't please no one quote me on that. I remember seeing a list of dates and I think it is later than that. Um, that stand downs could happen. So the next few days could be quite interesting. Um by the time you listen to this, a couple more may have happened, who knows? Um another one who's left is Ian Austin. Who no Ian Austin,
2: stay, we miss
0: you. Yeah, if you just feel like shit, want him back. Yeah, Ian Austin is a colossal prick absolute shit of an MP who somehow has been able to call himself a Labour MP for fucking years he came in during the Blair years was it Gordon Brown's
2: yeah he was one of Gordon Brown's uh, private secretaries I think parliamentary private secretaries usual usual Blair Brown shit parachuted
0: into a fucking seat quite safe one, managed to take it and he's somehow still there Um, And on his way out the door, he decided to tell people to vote for Boris
2: Johnson because wah, wah, Corbyn, bad. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And we should know just so you don't, I mean, you should assume that everything that is said on this podcast is essentially written on a stone tablet coming down the mountain. Um, (laughs) But otherwise, like Ian Austin has... Plotted against um, Ed Miliband when he was leader, and like actually came out in the open and said these things. He said, "Look, the only way Labour's going to be more successful is if we dial up the racism and you know do an anti-immigrant campaign." So that's Ian Austin for you. Like he really does not like people with a funny tinge either.
0: Mm.
3: What's his new job?
2: I will. I will. Uh,
0: the entire reason that he's left is because yeah, he got given a job by the by the Tories. So that was nice of them, wasn't it? Wasn't
2: it? Prex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And just so I do want to, before we, because we do have a good round of comment and commentary coming up, I think the last thing we should talk about is um, that today, both Sajid, Javid and John McDonnell launched the economic programs, the economic parts of um, their programs. I mean, the manifestos are going to come out later, but there's essentially the the headline goals that's going to be punted out. Um, I looked a little bit at what Sajid Javid said, but I got to confess I didn't really pay attention because I do occasionally have to do my own job. Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, But I did listen to John McDonnell, and there's a lot of stuff in there. There's essentially the, the, the big package, the big presentation is that uh, they want to provide 150 billion pounds uh, in in new money, in new borrowing for a what they are calling the social transformation. So they want to upgrade schools, better, more and better hospitals, care homes, uh, more and better council homes, which I think is super important. And essentially, uh, on not just like put a plaster on, which is what the Tories want to do, but like really undo. The horrifying effects of austerity on this country, and essentially uh, build a better future, and put all of that in a in a framework of um, a new green deal, so that it's about you know building council homes and retrofitting council homes so that are energy efficient, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. So really, sort of long term investment uh, in the people, and that, what I found really good and really important is um, as part of that. They want to stop having essentially central government in london making all the decisions so he wants to create regional funds with transparency where there are public board meetings where there's actually a much more sort of co-decisive process as to how this money gets spent where it gets spent not just at the regional level but also at the local level so there's a real civic participation in this so i think for me that's it's extremely positive and i think what you'll hear from the Tories is, oh, 150 billion is too much, but Sajid Javid is okay with borrowing, I think, up to 50 billion. So honestly, once you're talking about this scale of numbers, it's all like really it becomes kind of abstract, if I'm fairly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 150 is a huge amount of money, but that is the amount of money that we will need to transform society. Um, and, and it was really good. So I think, and what he, what he sort of ended on was, and I'll get back to one more rule change, which is I think interesting and, and important for for people to understand. But what he said is, we want this to be an irreversible shift in power towards the people and away from concentrated capital. And I think that's really such an important statement. Who, yeah? Well, it's huge if we can do it. So you know, I mean, um,
0: we need to we, we need to reverse what is effectively 40 years of neoliberalism before. Yeah. And
2: deprivation and.
0: Yeah. As always, it always goes back to, to Thatcher. Say say the line, Chris, say the line, say the line.
3: Uh, uh, No, all right. All right. No, fine. No, no. You you, you get one. You can, you can have one. Okay.
2: There is no such thing as society. No, not that one. All
3: right. Margaret Thatcher destroyed my town. I'm glad she's dead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, yeah, no, but uh, seriously, though, I mean, there is so much work to do to reverse all of this. Like, fucking 40 years, 40 fucking years of austerity. And not even like enforced austerity in any sort of government sense at all times, but austerity in the way that capitalism forces austerity because you require yeah. scarcity you require things being difficult for capitalism to function because it's the entire point of capitalism is it funnels wealth in one direction it takes it away from the lower rungs of society and we need to do so much to reverse that in our 100, 150 billion Good, that's a start.
2: And it's money that we really desperately, you know, again, that we need to spend on the energy transition alone because if we don't yeah. do that again, we will cook the planet. Yeah.
3: Uh, Tory's offer, as anemic as it is, 50 billion, proves that Labour's won the economic argument. You know, they wouldn't be doing that if Labour hadn't pushed the over-term, yeah.
0: The fact they're willing to actually turn around and say, oh yeah, well, maybe we should be borrowing, but not as much. It's doing the thing that, you know, like Labour did under... Miliband where it did Tory Light, it's doing the opposite. It's going Labour Light. And that's that's just it's gonna lose just purely off the back of that. I think
4: someone I can't remember who, but I saw someone boil down a Financial Times article that compared the two economic uh things. It was basically Javi uh copying the Labour one and just making it a shitter version. Yeah. Yeah. How
0: many billions of pounds does a Chaos Emerald cost?
2: Well, I mean, we, we started this episode earlier though, saying about the the two hundred thousand starter homes that were promised and never built. Mm. Um, it, I think it is important, both in terms of the Tories and of Labour, is you know these are big promises and they will underdeliver because it's an election season. But at least the promise with Labour is is about twenty size twenty times the scale, and to me that's super important. Um, and also, honest, you know. Quite frankly, I don't trust the Tories to build one extra hospital because they keep lying about that as well. Um, and I think there's, there's there's one important bit to it, which um, especially if you're going to be doorstepping, I think maybe this is a bit too technical, but I do think it's interesting and it's un- important to understand is that McDonald's has something very important where he said that the fiscal rules for the budget in the next parliament will exclude borrowing to invest from the from the targets. So what he's saying there is if we borrow 150 billion to uh, you know take back the royal Mail into public ownership, mm. what he says is in the accounting that's not just a debt because they have borrowed money to do it, but they will square it off against the asset because you know that's essentially how accounting works. It's really important if you renationalize something, it doesn't disappear. it doesn't lose its value. it's just on your books. Yeah, so it's yeah. a really, it's a subtle difference, but it's really important to understand. It's like if the government borrows to build a wind farm, yes, the national debt's gone up, but you've also got a wind farm, which is an asset. So the, it's, I don't know if it's too technical, but I do think it's important. And I think it's it's subtle, but like, that's a huge difference. And that's something that the, the Tories won't do. Yeah. So, I've heard
3: the phrase uh, magic money tree on the doorstep a couple of times over the last few days. It's really hard to try and explain that in a concise way, that the money is not essentially being spent and not coming back.
2: I don't live in the UK, so I'm not doorstepping. The best way I would say is, look, if we buy back the, the, um, the Royal Mail, then yes, we have a bit more debt, but we also have a Royal Mail. You know, like mm-hmm. that'll be ours again. I think that's about as I, I'm not the right person. I'm sure there are people in like the um, uh, momentum uh, uh, cause and and in the labor volunteer section or in other parties that can explain this better and have better wording for it. But that's sort of how I would try to explain it.
0: One way I've, I've managed to have some leeway with this is consider explaining it as the difference between owning a house and renting a house.
3: That's good. Yeah.
0: If that's you buy good. the Royal Mail, like yeah it'll cost you a lot of money but then eventually you won't need to pay for it anymore because the mortgage is paid off and it runs itself whereas if you're yeah. renting you're constantly paying for that shit no matter what happens to it and no matter what state it gets in so yeah that's just something i've found as effective but nice. we'll cover that and those kind of things in the upcoming campaigning episode in which we're going to talk uh... all about campaigning and mm-hmm. the ways to do it and methods of persuasion
2: and all sorts of other really useful good things um, because it's a general election season and everybody should be out doing something and volunteering except me because I'm a foreigner ah. you, you, you
0: podcast and that's fine that's enough um, yeah, exactly this is my praxis so <sighs> I will I will I will end and round off the news here with one other little story and it's a Labour one and it's actually a bit of a shit one but I think it's important that we highlight this um, so the candidate for Edinburgh South West for Labour has been stood down because she shared an anti-terf meme an anti-terf meme meme, yeah. so this is the this is the seat occupied by Joanna Cherry, the FUBP favourite because she keeps trying to take the government to court um, over Brexit and she shared an image featuring a picture of Joanna Cherry with the caption bang and the turf is gone a la the Barry Scott syllabi adverts um <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that's oh. a
4: that's a nice punching you know, up, mm,
0: yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And she has been stood down by the Scottish Executive Committee. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, we have a rule on the podcast, which is we don't do Scott Paul. I'm gonna bend the rule slightly and talk Scott Paul here for just a second. Scottish Labour is not as aligned as you might expect it to be with UK Labour has its own executive committee it is a very different beast the change in the membership that happened through Momentum and everything else in England and Wales possibly Wales actually because Wales is kind of got a similar thing um, but definitely in England, did not occur in Scotland because a, a year before that all happened we had an independence referendum and a lot of the left fucked off to the SNP um, and the Greens and other smaller parties, they haven't come back because Scottish politics is just—it's weird.
2: It's it doesn't match up. Scottish politics is Scottish politics, okay. And now we're going to close the hatch with all the spiders leaking <laughs> out and the big tentacles. I just I just thought that that story was worth
0: highlighting because um, it, it is um, it is a bit shit, especially because it wasn't the bang bit that she got taken to task for it was the use of the word TERF
4: and for any uh, new for any new or unenlightened listeners TERF is trans exclusionary radical feminist I believe is the full term is that right um... and it's the term for people who claim to be feminist but don't recognise trans women is that, is yeah, that, is was that right yeah. in a nutshell? Yeah,
0: all necessarily trans but men street. as well. Trans men as well can be seen by some of them to be fucking yeah. gender traitors and shit like that. It's a really, really weird, weird set of brain spiders to to occupy um, yourself with. It's but, it's a strange and it's a dangerous okay. group as well.
4: It's a nickname for a group of bigots, basically. Yeah, yeah right. pretty much. Yeah. So, so it's that's anti-trans bigotry yeah, absolutely yeah. so and Joanna Cherry someone's been stood down for sharing anti-bigotry anti, anti bigotry propaganda pretty much, yeah. which is
0: bullshit. Joanna Cherry herself um has been accused many many times of um sopping to TERFs um and I don't know if she ever has described herself as gender critical as the usual kind of um framing that they go for rather than calling themselves TERFs uh, because they see yeah, it yeah, this is like saying
2: this is like saying race critical race yeah. critical <laughs> or Anglo-Saxon you know they're all just codes for I am a yeah. terrible so baby. I don't know if she's ever described
0: herself as gender critical but she has said enough things that if the words I am gender critical fell out of her mouth I wouldn't bat an eyelid at it I would be fully expectant of her to hold <laughs> such a, an opinion of herself um it's it's a shame that this has happened. To be honest, um, it's it's pretty poor. Hopefully, a good candidate gets put yeah. in there because um, because who stood down. Uh, but we'll just we'll need to wait and see on that one. But either way, it's it's pretty poor that it's it's happened the way that it has. And hopefully, right. uh, the transformation of Scottish Labour into something a lot more along the lines of UK Labour isn't too far off. All right, closing one hatch full of tentacles and spiders, shall we open another? Oh, yes. So we've got a bit of a treat for you this week on Comment or Commentaria. <laughs> Normally... Sorry, what's Comment or Commentaria? <laughs> All right, okay, so Comment or Commentaria has basically become our little game we play every episode. We read out a quote sourced from the deepest, darkest pits of the take bins, and <laughs> you have to decide, upon hearing uh- it, if it is written by a member of the commentariat, or if it is actually just a little piece of brain spiders that have been found in the comments section.
1: The bottom half of the internet.
0: Yes, 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 absolutely. So above or below the line? Pretty much above it. or below the line, yeah. Um, but we, oh, we, we chose a better name brilliant. for it than that. So this week, ra- normally what happens is I will go hunting in the mines, or Rob will go hunting in the mines, but this week, we're both here, so we have prepared some, each, we don't know, I don't know what he's got, and he doesn't know what I've got, and we're going to compete to see who has found the worst
4: take. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, this sounds amazing. Is,
2: what This week, it's the dueling banjos of <laughs> common or
1: <commentaria>. ding <laughs> Let's be honest, the next six weeks are going to be filled with hot takes. You will not be short of any kind of material.
2: Oh, roasting hot. Yeah. Fresh from the sun. Yeah. I mean, and we'd really ha- had hope to have Alistair here with us because we we love him and we want to feed this to him in that, you know, much like that scene in Clockwork Orange. <laughs>
1: Tip for the new guy, by the way. Choose the opposite of whatever I do. (laughs) John is really bad at this.
0: (laughs) What we'll do is, I will let Rob go first. Alright. And we will read Mm. one at a time. So Rob will do one, I'll do one. And we'll go back and forth like that. And then it's up to you to decide each time, is it comment or commentary And then you must judge the worst take.
2: (laughs) All right, I should...
4: Okay, I think... I've Everybody's...
2: Uh, are, your, are your brains ready to receive Is your... Brain- <laughs> I'm <ready>. All, right. <laughs> All right, round one. <clears throat> Lots of people are wondering why Jeremy Corbyn took so long to agree to an election. But the answer is simple. Corbyn knew that the longer he could store Brexit, the more damage he would, would do to the one thing he hates more than anything else. Britain.
1: <laughs> oh, commentaria.
3: I thought uh, you say so comment.
1: I'm going to say, comment. say commentaria. It feels almost like um, Boris Johnson.
0: I am going to say because I've I've yet to play the game. This is my first play of the game, so I am going to
2: say comment. This was Commentaria! God oh, damn! Yeah.
3: Yes, ah. <laughs> great start.
2: <laughs> Does anybody want to earn a bonus point and tell me? Um, if you get the if you get the author, you get like triple digit bonus points. But um, <laughs> um, but if you get the publication, that's also a bonus point. The Mail. Nope. Spectator. Aww. Nope. Telegraph. Nope. This was Jeremy Clarkson writing in the Sun. Ah. <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on to round two. But the economy will
0: crash. So how do we pay for this? Inefficient union ruled businesses will not be able to innovate. Just look at history. Industry was hamstrung by inflexible unions in the seventies and eighties, <laughs> which is why we don't have any left. All these promises sound good to the young and naive, but socialism doesn't deliver. Things may not be great now, but they can get a whole lot worse. Comment or commentary. I,
2: I was not a union. <laughs> <Comment>. <laughs>
3: I could going to say commentariat okay. on that
2: one. Oh, God. Oh, God.
1: Don't know. Not enough long words. Got to be a comment. I think it. it's comment. That's got I
2: think people and spiders all over it. I think it's a comment. It
0: was a comment from yes. the BBC News. <laughs> <laughs> two for two.
4: Two for two. Terrible at this.
1: I am shocked. You that have bank.
2: specialist mining skills for BBC politics that I don't possess. But... I really do. I'm so good with the BBC <laughs> site. It's my best place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> no, all right. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> uh, this is in reference to... Um, I'm going to open the hatch very briefly, but there was just a bill that passed Scottish Parliament that essentially uh, provides for free sanitary products for for women, uh, which I think we can all agree is a good thing. Right, um, okay. So, this is in reference to that. What did you possibly bill,
4: have found on that subject? I don't understand. <laughs> you,
2: this bill raises the question of whether it's anyone who will not be eligible to claim their right to these free products. Although the fact of menstruating could not be more biologically unique to women mm-hmm. or more symptomatic of the female sex, nowhere in the w- bill are the words woman or female, only person. Is this a transition too far? Commentary, Commentary
3: uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna go comment <laughs> no commentary, commentary i think mind.
1: it's commentariat too
3: I'm, i did the opposite of what i got wrong i say commentaria <laughs>
2: so everybody's going for commentaria I am. you are correct it is from <laughs> it is from kathy jinjo gingo writing in conservative woman oh you had to go a conservative i conservative i do i love oh, that place wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So that is almost the exact example of a That
4: chance. is exactly a turf. Yes. Yeah.
0: Serious concerns. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, legitimate concerns, yes. Yeah. Right, okay. The ebbing away of the Christian tide has left a god shaped hole in the Anglosphere and has been filled with something more sinister. A constantly mutating moral absolutism. Its latest manifestation is extinction rebellion, but no doubt it will be something even more fanatical and millenarian in a few years' time. Comment or commentary? Commentary. Oh shit! No.
1: Oh my god, that is a good
4: one. But I'm going commentary.
2: That's a really good one.
1: Oh man. Oh, no. oh
2: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this has got all the hits, millenarian, anglo-saxon.
3: <laughs> I'm going to start a pogman called God Shaved Hole. Oh god. <laughs>
2: oh god. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with comment. I'm going to go okay. with, with commentariat. Cool. Chris?
3: Oh, uh, I'm going commentariat on that. Too bizarre yep. to get else.
2: Okay, it was commentary at can anyone guess who? Okay. It's for me, it's Anne Whittakom or Jacob Rees Mogg. Because they're both Ooh, they have that weird Tradcat thing going on. Cool. Anyone else want to take a stab at who? Kate Hopkins.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. It was in the spectator and it was Toby Young. Oh, oh my. Oh Damn! somewhere alistair's <laughs> brain is twitching
2: he's <laughs> got those rabbit ears that are like popping up right now <laughs> right
3: can i let me give you an update on toby young news so on uh, twitter today he was getting shirty because someone said um he was saying anti-semitic stuff and he's like when have i ever implied anything anti-semitic Everybody said well, about three weeks ago.
2: <laughs> also, didn't he have to retract that because he was getting sued? For-
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. He loved to I see feel it. it he fucking loved <laughs> to see it. Oh god! Oh man, that was so bad. Oh man. Next. Top next. That. I'm
4: loving this. I'm buying a thousand.
2: The British Empire did nothing but steal minerals, oppress and enslave black and brown people. This is, of course, the L- David Lammy Hirsch ethnic studies history, and it is unutterably false and mendacious. These people would rather not acknowledge that our ancestors also spread precious benefits such as cutting edge healthcare. Democracy, rule of law, good governance, and stupendous technological engineering accomplishments. The Empire didn't bring a different civilization, they brought civilization itself. Fuck comment.
1: <laughs> that
3: feels like a comment to me.
4: Fuck. Um
0: I think I think that's commentary. Huh? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, so we're two
2: on two? You're certainly going that way. Yeah,
1: commentary. All right. Um
2: It was a comment. Uh, ah, yeah. get <laughs> into the newcomer <laughs> You and are it. insanely good at this. This is very worrying. Um, and it came from once again. It came from Conservative woman oh, <laughs> on a bizarre <laughs> on a bizarre piece about uh, Jeremy Corbyn and Diane Abbott going on holiday in East Germany. Wait, what?
4: <laughs> oh Hang shit! I'm like, have I had a stroke and like missile because I'm trying to figure out how that relates to what you read
2: out I don't so know.
0: either it's just I if, d- if you if you want to know how weird these articles can get sometimes the Toby Young one that I just read you was about it being the fortieth anniversary of the release of the life of Brian. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah ok All right. we'll round this off with one last one and then you need to decide on the, the hottest take so anyone with a brain the size of a peanut can work out that the NHS is and always will be an unfathomable sink but the Labour Party have just had a brilliant idea why settle for one sinkhole when you can have two sinkholes or maybe even three comment or commentary comment comment
1: Commentary uh, I'm gonna
3: say commentary on that is a malformed mm. but coherent ish mm.
0: thought. A lot of them are malformed thoughts, especially in the comments section on the BBC News website. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite places, the comment section on the BBC News website. And do you know the two the two comments that you got both came from the same article? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so, see, even when there's, there's 4,000 comments about John McDonald's
2: fiscal policies, there are fucking... The <laughs> limitless
0: are endless.
2: Yeah, the sky is the limit. That is true. There are, yeah, there are magical, wondrous places in, in the oh, comment section. <laughs> so what do I win? I don't know. Three sanity points yeah. in your next... Uh, <laughs> Insanity <laughs> points in your next uh, Call of Cthulhu uh, D&D game? <laughs> I think what you should
0: probably win is some sort of referral, to be honest.
2: (laughs) It sounds like you've seen some dark things, mate. I want you to get the hair. Yeah, we're all here for you, but, like, not me and David, because we've stared into this for a very long time now. I am well-travelled in the Twitter mines, and I am still somewhat. (laughs) the
4: same.
3: All right, but... So, we need to know... I'm looking forward to telling you all about door knocking, the real life Oh (laughs) Oh, yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, that as well.
2: So we need to know now which was the hottest take? Oh, it's got to be Toby Young.
1: Oh, yeah, Toby Young. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. It was Toby Young, but I do think Toby Young is cheating because that's like easy mode. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do. I kind (laughs) of feel like I cheated now. I mean... The
4: turf one should be a very close, maybe share the podium.
0: I mean, I I think, to be honest, of all the ones there that really felt like the most, not so much the hottest take, but the most like out there, I have not considered this in the slightest take was the one about the
4: unions. Oh, God, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like of all of the three that I had, that's the one that stood out the most to me. That was
4: some mental gymnastics going <laughs> on, wasn't it?
0: Oh yes. <laughs> like, but that's what it's all about. It's all about keeping those little spirals mm-hmm. in
2: your brain very, very limber. That yeah. was do several you, galaxies turning away. Do you want one after dinner mint, galaxy. like a little treat for oh, yes, afters? Yes. Oh yeah, go yes, for it. Yes, I yes. have yes. one addition. No, uh-huh. I have one final <laughs> nibble for you. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, Just as the inspiration of Sir Sir Francis Drake transformed England's naval fortunes under Elizabeth I, so the UK now has a new leader under Elizabeth II, who will finally take us to victory.
0: What? (laughs) Was this a comment from 1955? (laughs)
2: Commentary. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: I think that's got to be a comment. Got to be a comment.
3: It's only a comment.
1: David? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say
2: commentariat. It was commentariat. Yes. Yes. Of, of, of course. And it was. anybody want to take a stab at who it was? Oh, who's jingoist it like that? Well, whose frame of reference goes to the Elizabethan time? Oh, Reese Morgan. Yes, it was Rhys it- writing in the Daily oh. Express. God <laughs> 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 damn! it. Goodness, mate.
0: <laughs> I think we're going to need ban you for playing this game, Alex. This is too fucking much.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Right, I think we can call it there then. So what I would say to everyone is if you are so inclined and able, get out, do some campaigning. Yeah, absolutely. Do some leafleting, speak to some people. If you are maybe a bit edgy about it, hold off just now. Wait until the episode on... Uh, I believe will be released on Monday. Uh, we plan on recording it this weekend. We're going to talk campaigning. We're going to talk uh, strategies and techniques and just generally about how you can actually show compassion to people and
4: have it reflected back at you in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you it's don't going to be have to this. go knocking on doors to get this election won. There's so much of the stuff that can be done as well. which I'm sure Oh, be yeah, covered. there is. In
0: fact, actually on that note for anyone who I'm going to say this now for anyone who wants to get involved in the labour campaign specifically the labour one but is a bit edgy about doing anything outside it doesn't want to interact with people can't interact with people can't leave the house if you are housebound and you want to get involved and you've maybe got some skills you think you can throw at this then this link will be in the show notes but I'll say it out now anyway it's tinyurl.com slash momentum vol v-o-l vol all right and there's so many things that you can do to help out momentum specifically with um campaigning it's all kind of backroom type stuff techie stuff loads and loads of opportunities check it out if you're so interested um and yeah just do what you can if you want to feel involved this is the way to get involved without having to go outside without having to actually speak to people or face up to your anxiety or some other condition that you might have don't let it beat you. Yeah. Get,
2: get stuck in. Can, this is how you do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
4: Plus, you can join the Labour Party. You can donate to the Labour Party. You can join the mm-hmm. You can donate to of the Of course, so
2: other parties are available. I mean, we will keep the, the spider hole closed, but there are, I think, you know, David can speak to us better than I can, but there are also valid reasons for campaigning for the SNP. There are valid reasons for um, f- voting for Plaid Cymru if you're so inclined. You know, just anything to get the Tories out, essentially. Yes. And
4: Apologies, my bias was showing.
1: <laughs> no, no, I think because of PURDA, we should give the, each of the parties equal waiting, equal time. So This podcast is going to go another forty hours now. Tories go fuck themselves.
0: <laughs> if you are in Scotland and you want a Jeremy Corbyn government and you want it to be successful, check out who your Labour candidate is. Find out what their policies are. Weigh that up if you think they will be a wrecker it's probably not worth it if I'm honest if they're actually going to fucking do something and they're going to get on the fucking socialism train and they're going to be useful get them voted for convince as many people as you can to vote for them I don't want to go too far into the tactical voting side the only thing I care about is if we can get a Jeremy Corbyn government will it be successful? Yeah. will we deliver good MPs? will your MP actually be a fucking good egg? or are they actually just going to be fucking continuity Tom Watson? Yeah. That's what you should be interested in. Yeah, of course uh, it's um,
4: not beyond the realm of possibility for us to own for Labour, I should say, to only need a confidence and supply agreement with the S and P.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're better
2: off without one, but let's just wait and see what happens. But of course the like the most uh, relevant and the most Praxis thing you can do the most important thing you can do, and you can do it right now whilst having this having us witter on in your ear hole, is you can follow us mm. at PraxisCast on the Twitters. So definitely go on yes. there, do
0: that. And then follow us as we keep up to date with the election and uh, retweet good takes and laugh at people who do bad takes. Also, um, I'm not going to bother going through the full list for Twittles or anything like that. We'll have them all in the show notes. I do just want to take the time that I've just saved from doing that though to tell you all that we will be doing a live stream yes. on election Ooh. night. Starting from around 9, 9.30 before the the exit poll comes out. We'll do the full live reaction. You'll get to see us all either look elated or look very stoically worried about the rest of the night that we're going to be saying yes. we'll be online for.
1: We'll <laughs> <laughs> either... Will either be drinking to forget or drinking to but, celebrate? We don't know. But much. either way,
2: there will be drinking. There will be.
1: Oh yeah, and l- live comment or commentary. Yes. <laughs> more yes. doing
2: comment or commentary.
1: And then one more thing, and then yep. we
2: promise we will let you go. We now have a YouTube channel uh, called Podcasting as Praxis um we hope you subscribe because this is where we put all the shows and we also put them with captions on them so for everybody anybody who is hard of hearing or has other difficulties um we're slowly putting all our episodes on so you can listen to that um in your own way and we hope you enjoyed there too Yes. so i think
0: all that's left for us to do now is say bye and we will see you all on the campaign trail.
2: yeah see you around we will
0: see you uh, have a lovely day wherever you are
2: see you out there Bye-bye. 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 bye 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 bye